morning. Welcome back, folks. That sound means it is straight talk time. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And thank you for joining us. We have Father Tim Cohn in the seat. Good morning, Father. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. So, folks, this is your chance to call in and ask any questions that you might have for Dr. Bergwald or Father Tim Cohn. The phone number that you can call is 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877 877- Seven nine five zero one two two, or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So I also told the ladies because we're at the Mustard Seed Catholic Store that if there's any questions out there, they can walk in, and any of our shoppers, oh can customers, ask a, customers can ask questions. There we go. Well, yeah, because Heather was Heather was connecting. Uh, it looks like a clown microphone, to be honest, because it's got a big. <laughs> Big red, um, whatever. It is uh, something, isn't it? Um, on it, but that, that's for our um, <laughs> our walk-in customer questions. If you should have any, if they don't feel foolish enough already, <laughs> this will take that'll, care that'll of that'll it. That'll help really quickly. This will take <laughs> care of it. So again, let me give out the phone number so that if you wanted to call in, no question is too simple or too hard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions on Facebook. Father, have you been on um, Straight Talk before? I have one other time, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. But what's funny is I always get nervous because you never know what's going to come know what's, Well, here we have somebody walking up. We have a, we have a live in-studio question. In-studio question. <laughs> okay, with the Padre Pio relics coming to oh. town, um, what are the differences between the first, second, and third class relics? Great oh, question. That is a fantastic question. Yeah. So uh, we, let's explain relics first, Father. Just to be for, we, the different classes of relics, which is a great question. Yeah. What's yeah. just a relic to begin with? Some people have probably heard about it, but like, what exactly yeah. is a relic? So a relic is, uh, it can be, uh, so, yeah, how, how do you describe this? Uh, they are, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, I mean, it's it's a thing from the saint uh, that's meant to foster devotion. I mean, to uh, in a certain respect, the whole reason we have them is to remind us that living this life, living a saintly life, is in fact possible. Uh, and so, there's uh, different classes of relics. So, first class relic would be uh, sort of a piece of the bone or a piece of hair or uh, sort of a, a part of the body, part of the body tissue. Yeah, yep. yeah. A second class relic would be something that they used. I mean, what uh, their habit. Uh, so clothing often. Yeah, clothing. Yeah, yeah. Typically, and then a third class relic would be something touched to uh, a first class relic with the intention of making this uh, right uh, a relic. And you know, it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not magic. You know, it's not like superstition. Uh, the whole thing is is meant to foster our, our faith. Uh, and to enliven hope that this is possible. I mean, these saints that, that went before us lived uh, lived heroically virtuous lives, uh, and it's possible for us, by God's grace, to do the same. Amen. And, and I'm, Father, I'm reminded just of, actually of today's gospel, the last line of today. You know what I'm saying, right? Yep. Um, this is from Luke chapter 6. Um, Jesus calls the 12 apostles, and then he's going to preach the Sermon on the Plain, which is Luke, Luke's account of the Sermon on the Mount. Um 
And the last line of the gospel read at Mass today is, Everyone in the crowd sought to touch him because power came forth from him and healed them all. And that's true, of course, with Jesus while he was alive during his public ministry. But it was also true of the apostles, where people would seek to touch their garments or to be in Peter's shadow. (laughs) <laughs> that they were healed. And, and so just, just being with faith in proximity of holy people, the Son of God himself, <clears throat> excuse me, or uh, of, of those who follow him as his devoted uh, fo- disciples, like the apostles, there's uh, always been healing that's been associated with it and devotion, as you said, to these men and women who follow Jesus Christ as, as his saintly, holy disciples. Uh, and, and so we have these relics now, which is a way of us fostering that devotion to these saints, which is ultimately all, leaded, all uh, meant to lead us closer to Christ ourselves. Well, and I think if I'll be the layperson on the panel. I'm a layperson. <laughs> You're a doctor layperson. You're a doctor layperson. But my question is, I've always felt like relics do have power and have the ability maybe to heal. Is that a correct way of thinking? Insofar as God wills it, right? I mean, if God right. wants it to happen, it's going to happen. But did, but did that, I want to go back to our, to our questioner. Did they answer your question about the different classes of relics? Yeah, I appreciate okay. Okay. the answer. Thank okay. you. Good. Thank you. So, yeah, I, I think it's important to keep that in mind that, that miracles can happen through relics, but that's like every miracle. Um, it's not magic. Not you don't magic. just no. insert insert the prayer and get out the results. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. Really the divine Coke machine. Exactly. Where did I put in my dollar. Amen. I Amen. hit the button. Where's my Diet Coke? Amen. Amen. Well, folks, if you have a question that you want to ask, call the number 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Okay, we're going to head on over to the phone lines. We have Bill from Moorhead on the line. Bill, are you with us? Yes, I am. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. Uh, I, I forgot who I'm speaking with. Uh, yeah. Dr. Chris Bergwald and Father Tim Cohn, and I'm Heather Caro. And I, so okay, I'm Chris. I, I'm Chris. Well, I just, I'm Father Tim. I, thank you. I, yesterday I tried to, to call in on this subject and People seem to be interested enough. They even called me back here to get me back on oh, the phone. Grace. And, oh, Grace. So here's, here's the observation that I've been making. is uh, The way we seem to be going in our society is uh, we have a debt that is spiraling out of control. Mm-hmm. It's just increasing and increasing and increasing. And we have a large number of elderly people like myself who are creating an enormous drain on the the payments that I receive for Social Security and so forth, that kind of thing. And so we're kind of like we're not really paying money into the system. And I have this fear that what's going to happen with the, the secularization that's going in our society now is that somebody's going to come up with a great idea like, you know what, if you're willing to just end your life, then we'll we'll give a benefit to your family members remaining. And you would be a hero because you would be contributing to this problem we have with uh, too many old people that are not working and they're not really supposedly contributing to society anymore. It's just a drain on our economic system. And so if you would be willing to do that, then we'll call you kind of like a national hero and we could start this whole program of encouraging people to end their lives and save money for their for their ancestors or for their nation, you know, wow. and I, I just have a fear about that, that something like that is, 
is going to be afoot. And I, I wanted to bring that to people's attention because it's, it's just a, it's a deadly thing. And I, I have a feeling this is going to happen. So that's what I wanted to share with you. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, I, I definitely think that, um, to me, that's a real possibility, Father, the way that our society is going. Of course, yeah. abortion's been legal for over 40 years, well over 40 years now. Um, and and uh, physician-assisted suicide mm-hmm. yeah. is legal yeah. in some of our states. Uh, across the pond in Europe, we've seen where that physician-assisted suicide has become euthanasia, um, uh, where it's maybe against the will because who, the, the people who are... Uh, Bill, as you said, um, people who aren't contributing to society, well, they can't make the right decision, so we're going to make this decision for them. Yeah, yeah. You know, and this this is just carrying it out to its logical end, I mm-hmm. mean, or logical extreme then. I mean, you, mm-hmm. if we, as a society, even as a country, neglect to see the dignity of every human person, mm-hmm. well, then all, bet, all bets are off. You know, then, uh, yeah, yeah th- this, this absolutely uh, I could see as uh, a real-life scenario. God forbid that we should get to that point, mm-hmm. uh, but... But you know our caller's not wrong, uh, Bill. You're you're that that sounds pretty close. And this, uh, but the beautiful part is, uh, and and I heard you mention the the fear of it. Uh, no matter how dark circumstances get, Jesus Christ is still on the throne. Amen. And there is always hope. There's no pit of sin so deep that the infinite mercy and goodness of God is not deeper still. Uh, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. Uh, but, but this this is a real. I mean, I don't want to downplay the the fear because that's that's a real. There's a lot of people struggling with this, uh, and and this is you know. I, hey, there's times I've struggled with it too, uh, but you know, we we're people of faith. We're people of hope. Uh, that no matter my, my my faith is not in the perfect political system, having the perfect person in charge. My faith is in Jesus Christ, uh, and the the the. Uh, uh, so we got to hold these things in a balance that we ultimately are not created for here. We're pilgrims on a journey passing through here, and everything that has been given to us is a gift to us. Uh, insofar as it helps us to get to our final end, which is uh, please God, union with Him forever in heaven. The beauty of our Catholic faith is the, faith is the both and. Yeah. You know, it's not one thing yeah. or the other. So having said that, <laughs> we're called to read the signs of the times. Mm-hmm. So this is, I think, where, I, Bill, you're, you're completely right. We have to be attentive to trends, um, the way things are moving in our society, so that we can play our part, especially um, Heather, Bill, and I are lay people, and our role is to be on the front lines of the church's life and mission to evangelize the world, to sanctify the world from within. So we need to be attentive to the, the ground that we're on, the sort of terrain we're traveling on, so that we can walk with those who we encounter as best as we can, which to me in this case means being attentive to the reality of this loss of dignity and where that could be headed so we can do our part, not to just to to, to wring our hands over yeah. it, but mm-hmm. to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Amen. Good question, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Well, thank you very much. God bless you. God bless you all. All right, folks, this is Straight Talk. This is your opportunity as listeners to call in and ask questions. We have Dr. Chris Bergwald and Father Tim Cohn with us this morning answering your questions. No question is too simple. 
some may be too difficult. I think that's what Chris was saying. <laughs> that was a great. I, I lo- that was, uh, that's a great. No question. That's a great. You know, little like tagline for this segment. Well, I do like truthfully. it because yeah. truthfully, I don't want people to feel like they have to come in with these big heady questions. Yep. You know. Yeah. And but if you've is, got one, Father Tim can answer. It. He totally can. Fresh out of school, he can do it. The number to call is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Again, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So to be clear here, so you, the title, Dr. Chris Bergwald, I've got a doctor, I'm not a medical doctor, don't call in with, you know, Chris, Chris, I've, I've been coughing a lot lately. Yeah. I think my blood pressure is too high. Can you do something about that? Um, I, uh, I, I've got my doctorate in sacred theology, theology. so um, that's why I'm part of the straight talk segment, <laughs> just to be clear about that. <laughs> Had this weird toenail. No, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two is the number you can call. Okay, so we had a really uh, difficult but wonderful first mm-hmm. guest talking about grief. How hard is that for you as a priest, Father? You're newly ordained um, and starting to dive into some of that. How is that for you? How do they? How do they train you on how to deal with that? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, uh, yeah, yeah, no kidding. Well, uh, a part of it uh, is, uh, I, yeah, how do you, how do you teach people teach people to do this? Uh, well, well, part of it too is there's no substitute for real experience. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've experienced tragedy in my own life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was a span of uh, uh, about three months back when I was a junior in college where I had three deaths in my family mm. all out of the blue. Uh, my uncle had committed suicide. My grandmother uh, died of uh, a heart attack and, uh, and my little sister's father died unexpectedly. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, and I never really encountered death in that way before. And so, uh, uh, kind of the process. So, all that being said is you, you, you've kind of, you live through it. Uh, and part of it is just being present with, with the people. I mean, it's such a, a beautiful and a privileged uh, place to, to be able to enter into someone else's grieving, someone else's circumstance. Um, it's one of the. It's such a holy place mm-hmm. uh, to step right in and to bring the love of Christ right into it. Uh, and it's definitely it's not the easiest thing in the world. But realizing that it's not about me, Father Tim, mm-hmm. but this is this is Jesus Christ who desires to love His people. Uh, this is God the Father who desires to care for and to bring His healing love into any circumstance. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, and so you're able to walk into whatever the circumstances are uh, to bring light, to bring hope, and just just to be with them and yeah. walk with them through it. Well, and I just am amazed because you you seem like a priest who's been a priest for 20, 30 years. You don't <laughs> seem, doesn't he? He's just so wise. That's the Holy Spirit. I'm not no commenting credit. at all. You know him too well. <laughs> well. Folks, if you have a question, please give us a call. The number is 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. And if you want to remain anonymous, we can do that. I guess so. 
Wait, I mean, we're not going to know everyone. <laughs> I thought we I, th- I thought we tapped the phone. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two is the number to call, or you can submit any questions that you might. Have Actually, on truth Facebook. and truthfully to your point, Heather, I think sometimes people have a question, but it might be delicate in nature, or maybe a particular situation where they'd rather not people know who they are. Yeah, absolutely, you yeah. are free to either online um, submit a question through Facebook or give us a call. And, and we're happy to, to let you remain anonymous. Yeah. If that'd be well, because people, you know, my mom gets on the phone. Everybody knows who that is. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. that's actually. <laughs> They're like, oh, that Linda. That Linda. We yep. know Linda. So just wanted to encourage people to uh, call in with any questions. 877-795-0122. Father, um, I had alluded to the uh, the gospel reading. One other thing that I just I, I wanted to to hear what you th- think about, or something struck me when I was reading the, the reading this um, this morning. The reading starts, Jesus departed to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. One day came, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose 12, whom he also named apostles, and then we get listed the apostles. I think it's so um, instructive and illuminating for us to recognize the fact that let's get, Jesus is God, and yet, before he before he chooses the twelve apostles, he spends the night in prayer. That is conversation with his father. Mm-hmm. You know, I th- and now it could be fun. Like, well, Dad, what do you think? You know, Pete, Simon. You know, ah, he just seems a little. What do you? Yeah, I don't know what that conversation was like. But but how instructive that like this is the Son of God Himself, and yet he yeah. spends the night in prayer before this significant decision. Yeah. By the way, that's what I think that's instructive. Is it? It's important yeah. for us to recognize that this was an important decision. Who? Because these men would become the men on whom Jesus would build the church. Simon yeah. Peter, in a particular way. Yeah. Yeah. What strikes me about this is, uh, in in how Jesus lives his life. Even without him saying anything, he is teaching us mm-hmm. what to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that, I mean, I, when I first prayed with the gospel this morning, I couldn't get past that first line. Yep. Jesus departed to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. Mm-hmm. The fact that Jesus himself knew, uh, and he tells, us he tells us this later on, that everything that I've given to you, I don't give on my own account, but it's what the Father uh, has given to me. Uh, uh, but the importance of going away with God to pray, yep. the importance of prayer, and, and especially in, in making decisions. I mean, Jesus wants us, God himself wants us to be totally and completely reliant on him for everything. Yeah. But that means that we got to do something about it. Go to him and mm-hmm. receive from the source what it is that we need. Amen. Well, and Father Samson, and we have a, we have a caller on the line, but I just have to give this one part, because I loved Father Samson's homily a couple weeks ago. And one of the things that he said was, what would God know about you mm-hmm. if you had only, if he only knew things that you had told him in prayer? Right, right, right. <laughs> no, that's pretty no. good. Yeah. You're going to use that again, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, probably. During, during our segment with Troy, we talked about that, how God does know everything. He knows everything. Yeah. But he desires a relationship with us. So even though he knows it, he wants us to tell him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't fall back at, well, he knows it. So I don't need to tell him because he, no, he wants a relationship yeah. with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So tell him. All right. If you're just tuning in, this is the Straight Talk segment and Real Presence Live. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Heather Carroll. And we're here with Father Tim Cohen answering your questions, uh, big, small, hard, or easy. We'll, we'll give it a go. The number is 877-795-0122. And I think, Heather, we have a caller. We do. We have Mickey from the Black Hills. Mickey, are you on the line with us? 
Um, I am on the line, and the question that I have is, my parents were divorced and uh, ultimately got an annulment. Uh, they were Catholic, and um, I went through First Communion, First Confession. And I've always been curious about um, the process in annulment, and have always felt like that made me perhaps illegitimate. And the other thing is, um, I've always had a bit of a pull to go back to the Catholic Church, even though we became a Protestant family, Lutheran. And uh, I was just curious about the process of returning to Catholic Church and the issue of annulment and then the children. And I'm actually uh, pulled over on the side of the road, and I'm driving, and so I, if it's okay, I'm going to hang up and let you answer Absolutely. Right. Thank you, Mickey, for that, that, that um, beautiful, heartfelt question. Hopefully, Father and I can, uh, can help you out a little bit. What, the, the first thing I want to say immediately with the illegitimacy question, Mickey, um, that do not worry about that at all. There, there was for a long time um, this idea that children of parents who were divorced and then received an annulment, that they were somehow Ill- illegitimate. But that's never um, meant anything within the Catholic Church. That's been more of us civil society, civil law sort of, 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 of thing, um, but it has nothing to do with uh, the Catholic Church and its teachings on annulment. So um, you're, you're not in any way illegitimate. Uh, you are a beloved daughter of our Heavenly Father um, who received the beginnings of the faith from your parents um, and and you can rejoice in that and live from that. Um, and then I'm, I'm just going to briefly speak to uh, your question about what you need to come back, and then I'm going to let Father... See, what I'm doing here is letting Father think. I, I just get to sort of, sort of give the uh, initial... That's so nice like, of you. All you have to do, Mickey, is go to, con- go to, go to confession. If you were baptized in the faith and you received those couple of first sacraments, it would be ideal at some point to be confirmed uh, and so on. But all you have to do if you wanted to uh, enter fully into the Catholic Church, return to the Catholic Church, if you will, all you would have to do is go to confession. And it doesn't matter how long it's been since you went to confession last. That's all it takes. Father can will maybe tell you. That's all it takes. I love that. all it takes. Father probably could tell you that priests love that experience. Uh, that's not an uncommon one, Mickey, where somebody's been away from the church for maybe maybe decades and decades, uh, and they come back and all they have to do is go to confession. Right, Father? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mickey, first and foremost, I, I'm proud one of you. One thing, I don't remember, of course I don't remember the prayers, and I can remember oh. the wonderful nun <laughs> who was practicing confession with me said, oh, if you don't remember those prayers, Father's going to be so angry. No, 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 no. <laughs> God bless those nuns, but that's not true. Mickey, I will tell you a little secret. I bring the prayer in with me every single time I go to confession. And most of the time, Mickey, it's there in the confessional. The prayer is oftentimes there in the confessional. But even if it's not and you don't remember, just tell the priest and he's going to... We can walk you through it. I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah. And first and foremost, (laughs) Mickey, I'm proud of you. I'm really proud of you for asking the question. I, I too, come from similar similar circumstances. Uh, You know, my folks split when when I was a kid. They went through the divorce and annulment. Uh, and you know, for there were for uh, for years, I was wrestling myself with. That, so, what does that say about me? 
You know, mm-hmm. what, what does that mean mm-hmm. uh, uh, about me? So I recognize the sensitivity uh, of it. But what's beautiful, uh, what I'm really just struck by it, I mean, so I'm getting ready for homilies for this next weekend, and, and the readings are just what you said. that We, have, we hear the story of the prodigal son. Uh, that is, uh, there's more rejoicing in, in heaven for one person that comes mm-hmm. back. Uh, that the thing is, uh, uh, as far as the process goes, even, even that, uh, the thing is, God loves you. No matter what the circumstances are, at, at your baptism, you belong to him. Not only do you belong to him, but he has made a promise to you to provide for you, to provide for your every need. Uh, so the thing is, you're welcome back anytime. And you can gladly, I, I, I'm at St. Michael Parish. Come in. I'm usually there Monday through Friday, except for Tuesdays. But uh, yeah, come on in and talk to me. I'd love to. Uh, yeah, I'm proud of you. Keep, keep asking the questions and, and uh, you're, you're welcome back anytime. And you don't. And, hey, and, thanks a lot. And Mickey, you don't need to go to St. Michael's Parish in Sioux Falls oh, because, depending where you're at, that might be a bit of a drive. So any any priest would work. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just to be clear. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mickey. Thank you much. God bless Bye. you. Bye bye. Wow, I love it. I yeah. love I love questions like that, and that's why we have straight talk. And especially, you know, with the illegitimate. Uh, Mickey's question about you know the illegitimacy and so mm-hmm. on. I think to me that's one of the gifts of this segment is people have ideas. You know, th- it's one thing about what the church actually teaches, what you'll find in scripture, in the yeah, catechism. Yeah. But then at the retail level, if you will, mm-hmm. the ground level, the parish level, sometimes that doesn't always get communicated or conveyed clearly yeah. or with the accuracy that sometimes it requires. And so people have what in fact are misconceptions about what they think the church actually teaches. Well, and I think it it also keeps people from going for their annulments because they think their children are going to become illegitimate yeah. and they don't want to do that to right. their children. Yeah. Yeah. And so fully understanding that that's not true. Yep. You know, and, and another big thing that I've, that, that I've come across or people have, have asked me about is the whole idea about receiving communion. Mm-hmm. I think one of, the, one of the biggest misconceptions is the idea that just because I had a divorce, immediately that cuts me off yep. from our Lord. Yep. No. And, and that is not the case. Where, where we're concerned with is when there's a divorce and when there has not been an annulment and then there's a remarriage. Right. Yeah, it's a that's, relationship that's the, part. Right. So yeah. that first one, so I mean, I've had countless people ask me about this. Yeah. Just because you're divorced does not mean that you cannot go to communion. Yep. Uh, so that's that's a really, really big misunderstanding that's been floating around for quite a while. Absolutely. The other thing, too, I think uh, a friend of mine back in high school, uh, his, that was his mom's situation. She'd been divorced and got remarried without an annulment, and he said she was excommunicated. No, she's not. No. I mean, I mean, there, there is a reality in which that, that remarriage needs to be dealt with and mm-hmm. would, before she can refer, return to full practice participation in all the sacraments, but that's not excommunication. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah. too, um, once people get into the process that the church has set up for different things like annulments, as you're going through that process, you realize that the Mother Church is extremely smart. Mm. And the amount of healing and mm-hmm. growth that you have by experiencing going through the process of an annulment is priceless. And so she's not doing it just to make up rules and regulations Amen. for fun. Yeah, Amen. this is meant for your healing. It is. It's and, good for you. you. Know, and that's part of the thing where, uh, where it boils down to, I mean, so the church, in a sense, is Jesus Christ asking each individual, do you trust me? Do you trust yep. that I'm here for your good? Yep. Yeah. She's been around for 2,000 years, folks. She, uh, <laughs> she has a little bit of idea on how to handle this human condition thing. <laughs> We've thrown a lot at her these last 2,000 years. Amen. <laughs> well, Father Tim Cohn, it's always a pleasure to have you on with us. I wish yeah, you would likewise. come on more often. 
But you've got a parish. I understand. <laughs> it's a little bit busy. St. Michael's is the largest parish in our diocese, mm-hmm. maybe even in the entire state of South Dakota. I, I would think, think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit busy. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, though. <laughs> well, I'm sure they're just thrilled to have you and... And mm-hmm. It's been a gift, that, that's for sure. God is good. Good. Every day, and he shows us his goodness all day. Amen. All right. Do you want to pray us with a quick blessing? Absolutely. The Lord be with you. And, and with, with your, your spirit. spirit. May Almighty God bless you and keep you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Go in peace. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Thank you, Father. Thanks, Father. Yep. Okay, thank you to all those who called in and wrote in with your questions. Reminder, this segment is on at 9.30 Central every Monday through Friday. Up next, we will hear who you nominated during Honor Our Fathers. And later in the show, we'll take a tour of fun events for the whole family on our 10-minute tour. We're coming to you live from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'm Heather Carroll. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. We'll be right back as Real Presence Live continues. Stay with us. 